0: Hello, and welcome to Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and you are listening to a free preview of today's episode. One other question on financial upheaval. Uh, Guay asks, any comment on the recent New York Times article about the flow of money out of China? And the headline on that article was Gold Bars and Tokyo Apartments, How Money is Flowing Out of China... Uh, the Times reported, all told, an estimated $50 billion a month has been taken out of China this year, mainly by Chinese households and private sector companies. Do you have any thoughts on, on what else was in that Times piece?
1: No, I mean, it, it's an interesting sort of eye-catching story. Uh, it It's hard to get granular data on sort of individual household movement of money off source. So you have these nice anecdotes about like more people are buying $3 million apartments in Tokyo now and buying gold. But, you know, is is how much of a deviation is this from the trend over the last 10 years, for example? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, anecdotally, certainly I hear, you know, people are trying to get money out is it you know there was a quote in the story from one analyst or one re- one analyst i think who basically said it's just not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things yet uh the flip side i think is you know the chinese government is still very you know it it's porous you can get money out if you really want to but the chinese government does is making it less and less it may be more and more onerous as as time okay. goes by which i think is indication that they are concerned that the risks of too much money leaving china uh at the same time the um y- you know they're also i think stuck with this sort of on the one hand they want to open more to the world and you know not only for goods but also services financial services they can't do that if they're hotel california for money and so it's it's a it's a bit of a contradiction and you know and then again it's sort of the favorite guessing game is if there were no capital controls how much money would leave china and where would the revenue be the rmb be to the u.s dollar right now it's like 7.16 or 7 would it go to 10 would it stay at the current rate would it go to five i think most people would think it would go closer to 10 than it would go to seven um right because there there is seems to be a fair amount of pent-up demand to get money out, especially as the economy gets worse. But are we at, we're not at like sort of Argentina-level problems, as I think some people would maybe try and convince people we are. I, I don't think it's there yet. Uh, I'll just give an example. I had a good friend who took out uh, earlier this year, Q1, Q2 timeframe, got out a bit over a million dollars. And it took a few days, but it was less than 2% to get the money out you know, sort of a commission you paid. And I think that commission has gone up, but that that number was not dissimilar from what it was four or five years ago. So the commission is for what? Doing it creatively to evade
0: scrutiny from the authorities? Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm surprised that it's that low, actually. Well, this was a few
1: months ago. I'm actually curious how much, if it's gone up, I've heard it's gone up a bit, exactly how much it's gone up. I mean, that's that's a number that I think is a much more, is a good indicator of, both the demand to get money out as well as the, um, the sort of the, the intensity yeah. of the oversight or controls is sort of what that, what that commission number is.
0: The Times writes, they are using their savings to buy overseas apartments, stocks, and insurance policies. Able to fly again to Tokyo, London, and New York, Chinese travelers have bought apartments in Japan and poured money into accounts in the United States or Europe that pay higher interest than in China, where rates are low and falling. In some cases, they've bought gold bars small enough to be scattered unobtrusively through carry-on luggage as well as stacks of foreign currency. Um, Yeah, and you mentioned in that piece in a couple different places, people say, look, this is not actually affecting China's bottom line and, and China's economy. I think right now it's private capital at an institutional level and at an individual level. It's all a reflection of underlying sentiments about Xi and and what the government has become under Xi. Well,
1: and also, I think also just the, just the economy and, and the lack of good places to invest in China because you, you're probably at this point not that interested. You, know, even you, you may need to buy an apartment to live in, but you're probably not. You know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you could look at an apartment in a big city, Like if I invest in it, I can, you know, double my money or double my money in five years because that's what it's done over the last five or 10 years. I think no serious person thinks they're going to look at, look at 120,000 RMB a square meter apartment in Beijing and say, okay, in five years, this is going to be 240,000 RMB a square meter. Um, So it's, it's a complicated picture. I think if the, um, but it, there, it's, there's definitely a political element in terms of views of Xi Jinping. There's also just an economic element and also a where are you going to get a better yield and more safety for your investment. I mean, one of the problems, and we're seeing it again with another institution that's blowing up called Zhongzhi that um, was taking their, their clients were mostly, I think you had to have like a two and a half two million half, 2 million RMB or so minimum investment. So it was mostly rich people, but they were buying these products that were these wealth management products that would yield 7, 8%. Um, Mm. and you know, people were chasing this yield as opposed to getting, you know, much lower in a, in a bank deposit. And now the money's gone, right? That thing's blowing up and it's tens of billions of dollars that have just evaporated. Um, and so it's also, again, it goes back to, well, if you've got, if you're sitting on a bunch of cash in China, where are you going to invest it right now? Because the stock market doesn't do well. Uh, bank yields are low, uh, anything, you know, that, that sort of yields better, like double a bank deposit raises an eyebrow. Yeah. Well, you have to really think this is something's wrong here. Um, and and real estate again, this is why real estate was such a real estate bubble too, is because a lot of people say real estate's safe and we're also going to put my money and it's easy. Well, so one other question before we move on, um, Gold
0: bars, overseas apartments. Is there any other like particularly creative approach you've well, heard about? In-
1: well, it used to be a lot of crypto, um, and I think there's still uh, some, course, some crypto, yeah. but it's but it's harder. Um, there's if you have a you know tri- company, there's all sorts of games you can play with the company with sort of manipulating exports and the the sort of what you charge, what you get paid for. Um, you know, gold bars and suitcases is a nice anecdote, but you're not going to move a lot of money out with little little. You need a lot of carry on luggage. <laughs> luggage. It's just not going to add up to very much over time. Yeah. But I mean, there's always ways to get money out. I would say, again, it's an interesting story. I think it was certainly on the front page of the New York Times website. I don't know if it was on the front page of the paper, if that even, I think it still matters in some quarters. Um, but it's. It, it, it matters to
0: me. I'm a traditionalist. You I get the paper front delivered? page. Uh, Well, I'm not that much of a traditionalist, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally, I'll steal it from my parents, though. Uh, But yes. Yeah, it was a very splashy story that I'm sure caught a lot of eyes among people who aren't following China every day. Um, And for me, a lot of it was review, uh, but I was more struck by the the creativity of some of it whether it's sneaking stuff into carry-on luggage and um the insurance policy scheme was new to me so but
1: yeah. crypto crypto was definitely i mean there's one of the reasons they cracked on crypto was it was just way too easy to get money out and and frankly the you know it was it was a brilliant scheme for a while if you had money in RMB, you just set up a bitcoin miner and then you print bitcoin or ethereum overseas and you're spending yep. all your MB inside China. You know, you look like you're running a business. You probably get it like tax. You can sort of write it off. You know, as you lose money on it, and then all your all your revenues overseas magically in a currency outside the control of the Chinese government. It's it was brilliant for a while.
0: Well, and they also are cracking down on the trips to Macau um, and it, the. Scheme yeah. where you basically lose a little bit of money and then shift all of your money from Renminbi to dollars. Um, it sounds like the the flow between mainland and Macau has been really restricted.
1: All sorts of stuff, and so I think the Chinese government realizes that they're not going to be North Korea. You can't, you know, they're just for lots of reasons, including if you want to be connected to the global economy, you can't reduce outflow to zero. They just mm-hmm. put in a lot of points of friction so that it. It's porous, but it's not a torrent um, is, I think, right. the hope of the government. The problem then, of course, is if it does become a torrent, then things get interesting. But so far, you know, and again, there are people who argue that it's all very, it's very, very tenuous and it and it really could become a torrent very quickly. Um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. The exchange rate is not acting like that lately. And so I would be surprised if we get there Uh, Then again, back to what I said earlier, if they got rid of capital controls, I think a lot more money would leave if it were easy. One other
0: question. Charles asks, (laughs) if President Xi were to attempt retirement today or in the future, would he then be assassinated, as most of my Chinese colleagues assume? Does this therefore not guarantee that Xi's reign is coterminous with his life? I love the cynicism (laughs) chat because occasionally they just go like right to the point. Whether it was Luke being like, have we seen anything whatsoever on fentanyl or Charles? Um, If she were to attempt retirement, would he then be assassinated? What do you think, Bill?
1: So I just want to know who is where he works because his college, <laughs> colleagues clearly need to do more um, more study sessions, or maybe they've had too many, and this is the problem. But um, no, I, I mean, I, I, that's a, it's a it's a, actually it's 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 a good question. It's very it's a it's a very good question, and I think that um, I mean my baseline is he will stay in power as, as as long as he's alive. As long as he's alive. As long as, yeah. as, long as he is um, cogent. Uh, somewhat cogent, yes. Um, I think, you know, a couple of things, and I wrote this back in when, whenever it was, was it 2017 when they rolled out that Xi Jinping thought um, on socialism with Chinese characters for a new era. I mean, the fact that he got Xi Jinping thought, sort of, that's that's the guiding light now or the or the North Star for the party. Right there was said, okay, as long as he's around, he's the guy, whatever mm-hmm. his title is. Because... You know you, you you either you get rid of you know the the previous guy, Hu Jintao and John Zemin they didn't their the the sort of theories related to their period in office didn't were not eponymous they didn't use their names, and so it was mm-hmm. easy to sort of move on from um what they had been talking about With Xi Jinping thought it's not that easy and 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 so I think that ultimately that was a good marker to me, at least back in 2017, that this is this is going to be the most influential person in Chinese politics, as so long as he's alive and the Communist Party's in power. Um, in terms of whether, you know, how does he stay in power? Is he general secretary forever? Or does he find, you know, a proxy or someone he trusts who's general secretary, but he's really pulling the strings? We don't know. Um, if he would retire, would he be assassinated? Probably not, because I think the assassination of the the top leader would be far too destabilizing inside the party. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's one thing to go after. There have not been very many popular standing committees since the 70s. I think maybe standing committee members, maybe only one who's gone to jail, and that was um, Joe after who, who she took out in the first during um, the 18th, 18th Party Congress, soon after he came to power. So it's one thing to take out someone else on the standing committee. It's another thing to take out the top leader. Even right. if they're retired, because then that fundamentally, like if you were to arrest Xi Jinping or, you, you know, for example, if he retired, you would fundamentally call into question everything the party had been doing for the last 15 years or whatever, 12 years, 11 years. And, and so I think that's very risky and destabilizing. It's much better. They just get sidelined.
0: What about now? Because it, it seems like she doesn't travel outside of Beijing very often. And I've seen some people theorize that part of that is because. Yeah,
1: I don't think there I, I, I don't there, there's a there's certainly some folks, especially in this overseas Chinese community, like media, YouTube, Twitter world, um, who want to sort of push that line that he's afraid to travel. But he seems to get around a fair amount, if you ask me. I mean, he's in Shanghai right now. Um, he was in the right. US a few days, what, two weeks ago. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, well, I but this I, don't, was, I don't think that that's a... Cons- I mean, I think it's always a concern, but it's always a concern for all the leaders, but I don't think it's anything that is stopping him from making these trips. Okay,
0: yeah. I, know, I, I think the theory is that there are people in the PLA that are enemies of Xi and he doesn't he doesn't travel
1: without like a a huge security detail doesn't leave Beijing all that often I mean the U.S. president doesn't travel without a huge security detail I mean these guys travel with huge security details anyway at their level in terms of the PLA I mean again are there people in the PLA who don't like him probably probably the guys who've been purged or the guys who lost Mm -hmm. business opportunities but I still and I've been arguing for a long time I still think a lot of the people in the PLA are actually really happy because they're patriots, they're nationalists, they they're professional soldiers. They actually want to have a competent, powerful fighting force. And that's what she has made some mm-hmm. pretty significant changes that have dramatically improved the PLA, both in terms of its morale, its its capability, its its sort of its fighting capabilities, as well as its its equipment. So, so on net, I think a lot of people in the PLA are like, well, this is actually much better than the previous guys because it's far less corrupt. Not everyone wants to be corrupt.
0: It depends on how corrupt you were under previous regimes. If you were doing yeah. quite well. Yeah, those I'm guys all the don't like it, but
1: they're mostly gone. Like the top yeah. guys, I mean, he lopped off most of the top of the PLA over the last 11 years.
0: Yes. Well, no, that that's all helpful information. I I had been meaning to ask you about some of those assassination theories and and how paranoid she may be. Uh, I
1: mean, I you know, you you I, there are people who say oh there have been multiple attempts. I'm I'm I know for a fact people will say oh, there have been multiple assassination attempts. Maybe that it's quite possible, right? But mm-hmm. there were uh, other leaders of assassination. Mao had assassination. I mean, the, the, it's like it's goes with the territory in some ways. And so I think that, you know, yes, they're going to be paranoid. I mean, you you don't survive in that system if you're not paranoid because it's not about how much people really like you. Oh, you're a great guy. Let's all hang out together, right? It's about power and mm-hmm. control. And so you have to be paranoid. Right. Well, she's Reign is probably going to be
0: coterminous with his life, um, be it because of assassination threats or just because of she's general nature. Earlier, uh, we said that she is cogent. I misspoke in terms of long term, if she is cogent, if she is coherent, he'll still be general secretary. I think cogent. I don't know that she and Xi Jinping thought is all that cogent now. You, definition... you, you need to
1: go to. A, we got to. We got do some private study sessions, man. You're not. You're clearly not up to speed on your on your Xi Jinping thought work. This is a. I know. I. I this
0: is really tough. Uh, clear, logical, and convincing. I need to study up if I'm not getting that from Xi Jinping thought on diplomacy. Xi Jinping thought on, on podcasting. culture. Yeah, he's got all, all his Yes, it's part of the proper work. Listen yes. back to the top. It sounds. Yeah. like like there's some <laughs> Xi Jinping thought on vlogging too you know um uh, again the party is everywhere the party never stops that's the lesson on sharp yes. china um all right so two final items here first from bloomberg i won't read the story just do you have a general reaction to the reports uh, uh coming out of China about the wave of pneumonia cases. Um, It seems like
1: that it's a bunch of different sicknesses. It sounds like, And, and no, it's terrible. You see, there's all, all these videos and pictures from, uh, and you know, you see it on WeChat friends, acquaintances, you know, their kids, family members have been sick with some sort of respiratory disease. All right. And that is the end of the
0: free preview. If you'd like to hear the rest of today's conversation and get access to full episodes of Sharp China each week, you can go to your show notes and subscribe to either Bill's newsletter, Cynicism, or the Stratechery Bundle, which includes several other podcasts from me and daily writing from my friend, Ben Thompson. I'm an incredibly biased news consumer, so I think both are indispensable resources. But either way, Bill and I are going to be here every week talking all things China, and we would love to have you on board. So check out your show notes, subscribe, and we will talk to you soon.